Hello and welcome to the Bahrain Grand Prix 2022. This is the start of the season. The speaking has stopped and now it's going to start again. And we saw a Grand Prix in Formula One and it was a good one. It was the Bahrain Grand Prix, as I said, in which Red Bull had issues. Mercedes, they struggled, but Ferrari, they came back. And there's much, much more to discuss. I am here with Joe. I'm here with Jimmy, our friends and F1 analysts. How are you both doing this Sunday evening? Very well, thank you. Um, very good race, I thought. Um, especially at the start. I mean, the first lap, the first 10 cars sort of went away. And there were the, the, the back 10 were tripping up over each other. It was incredible. You know, three abreast quite easily it was quite stunning how close they were but they they seemed initially quite slow but i guess we'll get used to it um because they are a bit slower only a few seconds slower but it was noticeable wasn't it it was indeed yeah joe how are you doing i'm good yeah it was a, it was a, it was a decent race it wasn't it wasn't quite as thrilling as the bar and grand prix last year but i think the signs are there that it's going to be another good season. Yeah, there was a bit of a lull, but it certainly reignited towards the end. And there were a few flashpoints throughout, and, and we'll talk about all of them. Um, first of all, we should discuss it. Charles Leclerc won the race, and that's why he is my biggest winner this weekend. Are you agreeing with that, or do you have a different opinion, Jimmy? I would say that Ferrari are the biggest winner. I mean, it's a 1-2 for Ferrari. Obviously, Leclerc won. Um, but I don't know when was the last time that Ferrari got a 1-2. Must have been a hell of a long time ago. It was 2019 in Singapore. Sebastian Vettel followed by Charles Leclerc. Not Kimi Raikkonen, as they said on Sky Sports. <laughs> not, as long, not as long as I thought, to be honest. But anyway... It's but good still the first of this decade. Indeed, yeah. Which is good to see them back on top, which is really nice. Absolutely. Formula One needs a red car up front, and that red car being Ferrari. Um, but there were also some other big names, or, or, or big surprises, um, further forward than had been in the past few years. Joe, did any of those catch your eye, or are you with us on the Ferrari train as the biggest winner. I'll go with Haas. I think they they deserve to be biggest winners because it's been, you know, two years, absolutely nowhere. So to finish P5 first race of the season is uh, a massive achievement for them. It shows, you know, all the hard work that they've put in and also what can happen when you do put a genuinely competent driver in the seat as well. They're third in the Constructors' Championship. They are, yeah. I saw that literally just as we started recording third. It's uh, I, d I don't think they'll stay there, but um, yeah, it's uh, I think they have to be biggest. I'm thinking about now. I was going to say Ferrari, but I think I've convinced myself mid-argument that Haas actually are bigger winners than Ferrari, just given where they've come from, really, and. You know, the sort of even in even in the build up to this, like we thought Ferrari were going to be fast. Um, I think all of us put Haas in the bottom two of our predictions, and they've rocked up with a with a genuinely they've put they've rocked up with a genuinely decent car. So they look like a load of rock stars, don't they? Yeah, they. As Gunter uh, yeah. Steiner would say, <laughs> so, I'm not a load of something else. 
Somewhere in Moscow, the Mazepins are watching Kevin Magnussen benefit from their investment. (laughs) (laughs) Which, oh, karma works in many ways, doesn't it? And we'll get onto that later. Um, Yes, Haas look incredible. Shame for Mick Schumacher not quite finishing in the points. But Kevin Magnussen... What a driver to come back after not knowing he was in an F1 car um, or in an F1 season to compete just a a couple of weeks ago to now finishing in fifth place behind Ferrari and Mercedes. It's the stuff of dreams, isn't it? Do you know what? Joe has convinced me. While Charles Leclerc and Ferrari, they're back. They are big winners this weekend. I'm with Joe. Haas are the winners this weekend this this is seeming a bit like you you had last year joe in in that you are really convincing with us and usually get your way even if you don't think so initially (laughs) it, it, it must be just the way you are with your words and we'll move on because with every big winner there's also big losers and there were quite a few who did you have down as your biggest loser joe um, I'll, I'll go with uh, Red Bull. Are they Red Bull powertrains now? I don't know what what they're because it is really a Honda, but it's not a Honda. Um, but obviously, we only saw three retirements, and all three were due to that Honda slash Red Bull power unit failing. Um, so, not good news for them at all. Um, obviously, only Yuki Tsunoda finished with that engine in it looked like it looked like the two red bull retirements were due to a fuel pump from what i understand um and that's what ted kravitz was talking about moments before we began um but pierre gasly looked a bit more fiery um and it's not good their reliability they have a fast car red bull but to be first first you have to finish exactly well done brilliant bit of analysis jimmy who is your biggest loser is it red bull i know i know you're a big fan as much as it pains me to say it it's mclaren i mean yeah. all weekend they're absolutely nowhere mm. that shocked me i was absolutely shocked it was a, dep- it was a depressing watch that it mm. was yeah for a team that's worked its way up to a potentially a title contender this year People were hyping them up with Barcelona and, well, Bahrain didn't go particularly well for them, but I never thought it was this bad. Um, and yeah, hopefully they can get their act together at some point. Yeah, hopefully it's just circuit specific. Well, yeah, I mean, being 18th and 20th, I don't know if it's circuit specific or it's just a bad car. I think they finished 14th and 15th, but they were 18th. Oh, sorry, and they were, yeah, they were running there for the majority You're of right. the race, weren't they? So yeah. But if, in yeah. fact, Ricardo managed to get ahead of Norris in the end. I don't know how he managed that. Uh, pit stops, I think, in the safety car period. Yeah, well, it it won't really matter to either of them. It, no. it was pretty dire. So, now I, I had written down Red Bull slash McLaren, so I could go either way with this one. Who has argued it better? I would say probably McLaren. McLaren are the biggest losers. And the reason I say that is not just because... Joe convinced us last time. Um, it's because I think Red Bull, they know they've got a good car. 
And while there were issues, and you do need to sort those reliability issues out, I think they know that they're not going to be finishing down the order too many more times this season as long as they could sort it out. Whereas McLaren, they don't know. They don't know where they stand, and I'm sure there's plenty of concern in that brilliant Woking group. Um, they've got a new sponsor in Google, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. to be fair, the uh, the wheel rims look brilliant. Yeah, maybe maybe they should Google it why they're so bad. That might help them. Maybe that might be a good idea. I, I'm sure they'd love that um, suggestion, Jimmy. Um, <laughs> so there, there there were many winners, many losers, as we've discussed. However, we we seem pretty agreed on who the biggest of those are. And we'll move on because there were some moments this race, this weekend. But what was your moment of the weekend, Joe? I think it had to be the the uh, Charles Leclerc-Max Verstappen battle in uh, just after the first round of pit stops. Um, it was the best bit of sort of genuine racing we got um, or race. Um, and yeah, it was very sort of encouraging with what's to come, how... Uh, Max managed to sort of stay behind him for a few laps um, and launch several sort of attacks um, and well well defended by Charles. I did think Max actually made a couple um, a mistake on that third one. I obviously made quite a noticeable mistake with the lockup, but but I I said at the time he'd noticed on the previous two runs that he was overtaking too early. Effectively, I don't understand why he didn't follow Charles through turns one and two I was and then that too but but see that seemed like the logical thing to try on the third one but yeah he, uh, he just sailed up the inside and far too far but yeah i guess i guess it just goes to prove what i've been saying on this podcast for a long time Charles leclerc is just a better driver isn't he mm. he is yeah i agree yeah um, have i convinced you now jimmy yeah he 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 reminded me of the sensibleness and skill of Hamilton, as you said before in the previous podcast. The way he he knew that Max was going to go deep, and he just breaks a bit earlier, got brilliant traction, and then over back overtook him in the second mm. DRS zone. I do also think Max made a mistake on the restart as well. He gave himself a really tight angle out of the corner. I think he got too aggressive. So there was a couple of mistakes that that race from Max. Um, obviously, still a brilliantly fast driver but and you're yet you're yet to convince me that Charles Leclerc is better than him um I think he is you've won me over Adam don't worry well look, look who's convincing now Joe <laughs> um, <laughs> um no but it was great to see two of the best drivers in F1 going wheel to wheel and it's good to have Ferrari back in that battle for the front as we've said already and oh that was a great moment. Uh, Jimmy, do you have anything that could match that or beat it? So, yeah, my moment of the weekend uh, was the two Red Bulls uh, not finishing. I know it's a bit shallow of me, but I just found it quite funny and uh, a bit of karma after last year. It was quite funny. But it was a dramatic end, wasn't it? Because let's, let's set the scene, Jimmy. So it was about seven laps to go. The Red Bull uh, was chasing the Ferraris um, to try and clinch the win. Uh, and then Verstappen lost power. And then 
he went into the pits and then Perez was trying to defend for Hamilton and his rear wheels locked up and then he just spun his car and then Hamilton finished on the podium, which was amazing. Well, let's talk about that. Lewis and Mercedes weren't expected to be anywhere other than the third quickest car. So I think fifth and sixth would have been brilliant for Mercedes. So if they can get that car where it should be, it's it's a quick package if they can sort out the porpoising. So they're, they're going to rely on moments like this where both Red Bulls retire and that might keep them in the hunt, the title fight, when and if they do get their act together later on. So races like today will feel like a victory for Mercedes, I think, won't they? Definitely. You'd always need to keep your, make the best of every weekend. And I think they did. They improved every single uh, session and it kept getting quicker and quicker. Maybe not the race pace that they wanted, but certainly over a shorter stint, they didn't look too bad. Um, and for that reason, I'm giving... Mercedes my honourable mention this week as well okay well we'll come on to that but I might just say that my moment of the weekend I need to decide I think my moment of the weekend was probably qualifying seeing so many different people in that top 10 Valtteri Bottas finishing or, or starting in sixth position he also finished sixth in the race alongside his former teammate Lewis Hamilton um Wow. But you also had Magnussen in the top 10. You had a bit of Alonso. Uh, oh, it, it was a pretty exciting qualifying. So let's not forget that either. But you say your honourable mention is Mercedes and that makes complete sense, Jimmy. Um, Joe, who's yours? Uh, you just touched on him. I'm going to go with Bottas and out more generally Alfa Romeo, I suppose, as well. Um, because, again... Um, I think we all had them really near the bottom. I had them bottom of my uh, predictions. Shows what we know, or at least I know. Um, I think we could say we. Mm, well, <laughs> some of us predict uh, correctly predicted Ferrari fastest, so I'm t- I'm still taking that one. Whereas uh, you Mercedes loyalists, you couldn't see past your own bias, could you? No, I couldn't. Sorry. Oh, hold yeah. on, hold on. The, the season isn't over yeah. yet. Oh, yeah. You'll be, when, well, when well, Lewis you, can, you can rub this in my face at the end of the last one if Mercedes win. But, yeah. But for now, we'll accept that we're all rubbish because Alfa Romeo is clearly very, very quick. And we all thought we were going to be rubbish. So, yeah. Honourable mention to them because I just I didn't see them doing anything this team. They've been in a bit of, bit of the middle of nowhere for ages. And they've got a really good driver in there. Uh, um, in Bottas, who, you know, to finish sixth after that great qualifying performance, um, really good. And obviously, uh, Guan Zhou getting his first point as well in his debut. It was a really solid debut from him. So, looking quite good for them. Absolutely. And you say that we're not very good at our predictions. I wrote about that on Friday in the AJ on the line blog I said our predictions are probably going to be wrong but that is marvelous because it means we're having a good season where anything is possible and anything can happen and it usually does so that's all right I had Haas and Kevin Magnussen down as my honorable mention we've already discussed why they should get that um they've done a stunning job to come back uh the the Ferrari engine teams look like they're doing quite well. Ferrari have got a rocket in the back of their car, haven't they? 
Red Bull have a quick engine and it's not quite reliable enough. Alpine, their Renault, we don't really know. Mercedes, it's hard to tell because Mercedes-powered teams, other than Mercedes, were, were blocking out the bottom in the form of Williams, Aston Martin and McLaren. So we will see on that front. Maybe it's the aero packages. Maybe it's the, the engine. It's hard to tell at this point. But what we can tell is Ferrari teams are looking good. Uh, we will move on to my favorite section of this podcast and that is the aj on the line line of the week and oh i am going to start with jimmy's because i I like what he's going to bring to the table here and i might point out i would have done it if he hadn't but i'm going to go a bit different my aj on the line line of the week as i already said um was uh putting the hards on was like putting uh, our hands in the toilet and that quote was from toto wolf um for those who didn't watch the race mercedes put the hard tires on on lap 12 i think for hamilton and lap 12 for russell or lap 13 uh, anyway uh doesn't really matter um and then it didn't really go to plan. They were quite slow. Um, and then Hamilton came in, fitted the mediums, and he was three seconds a lap quicker uh, than Russell on the hards. So a um, bit of a faux pas there from Mercedes, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I thought it was quite a funny uh, quote for for AJ on the line line of the week. Do you think that if Mercedes hadn't gone for those hards, they would have been, well, they would have been closer, but do you think that, any results would have changed? I don't think so, no. I think they potentially would be close to the front, but I don't think it would have changed the result. Fair enough. Joe, what was your AJ on the line, line of the week? Um, I liked it when um, when Max's car was starting to go here. He complained of uh, issues with his battery. His team reported back that everything was fine, and he uh, shouted back, no, it's not. <laughs> um, it was quite a funny exchange and it just goes to show that sometimes uh, the drivers do notice what's going on you know with all those you know computers and data the engineers still can be a second to the party you know there's no substitute for what the driver's feeling in the car said like the voice of an experienced driver himself. that is me um, I mean <laughs> that my my AJ on the line line of the the week that goes along the same lines as what Joe's talking about uh, with the Red Bull failures in the last moment. Christian Horner obviously unhappy. Uh, Max Verstappen throwing his toys out of the pram. Um, Twitter, which could be an interesting place to be at the, at the best of times. Uh, the two trending words on twitter to do with sport at least uh were horner and karma <laughs> they rhyme and um that might be a reference to um abu dhabi that's it the abu dhabi grand prix last year we won't go what too much in that? into detail about i don't know but i seem to think that what goes around comes around is what the internet are telling winter spot i mean christian horner but it would have been better if they maybe packed up in the last race of the season this season. You know, Verstappen romping out in the lead 30 seconds ahead of Leclerc, going for the title, and then his engine packs up and then Leclerc wins. That sounds a bit bitter, anyway, Jimmy. Mm. Slightly, but there we go. I don't know if you guys noticed, but they uh, they did let all the lap cars pass and gave them a whole lap to um, 
get uh, get themselves ahead of the pack this time. Who'd have thought it? It's almost like they've read the rules, haven't they? You know, they seem to have sort of mislaid in Abu Dhabi. But anyway, let's not get bogged down in who killed who. What I would... We we won't. What I will say is that I am happy that they have laid down the law and said, if you go outside the track limits at any corner, you will get penalised. Because they got to make it clear cut like that they can't play by different rules in different corners so i'm glad that they have done that indeed there we go I agree. that is abu dhabi sorted quite quickly actually. no it Not wasn't oh it's still on my mind <laughs> that was was bahrain sorted but we have a saudi arabian grand prix in just seven days time probably less time than that when by the time you're listening to this uh it's next weekend what are we thinking is in store for us we will start as is traditional with our sensible predictions and joe you are going to kick us off i'm gonna go with um red bull hitting back straight away with a one two of their own very good um yeah well, they do seem like a, an incredibly quick car. It'll be interesting to see what sort of tracks suit which team. So, yeah. Yeah, that is a bit uh, a lot sort of up in the air as to I don't I don't really know. Last, last season, I thought we could we could get quite a a feel of who was going to be fast at what track, which you don't really seem to know yet this year. Maybe it'll become clearer as we go through. Um, but yeah, I'm sh- yeah, Red Bull going to be straight back on it, one two of their own. Jimmy. Your sensible prediction? My sensible prediction is a Carlos Sainz win. Okay. Ooh. So the two sensible predictions from Jimmy and Joe contradict each other. That is controversy, and we love it. More of that. Um, My sensible prediction is that McLaren are going to have a better race finish than last (laughs) time. Oh, dear. In Bahrain. It can't be that difficult. Uh, but we'll see. Hopefully, I haven't jinxed it. Mm. That wouldn't. Well, they might not have the luxury of uh, three of the cars in front of them exploding. So, I mean, there is that. <laughs> oh, I hope so. No, we need McLaren up there like we do Ferrari. Uh, we need to move on though to our bold predictions. This is where um, we really show our metal, and I'm looking forward to hearing what Jimmy has to say first of all. My bold prediction is a Fernando Alonso podium. Blimey. That is pretty it is bold. bold. You know me. Blimey is the word, Joe. You're right. <laughs> what have you got down for your bold prediction? Well, I'm I'm fully on the um on the Hass hype train now. So uh so I was just gonna go for a um Kevin Magnuson podium. Which if you think about it, it's slightly less bold than uh, than Jimmy's, really. Who'd have thought we'd yeah. been saying that? But the Haas looks faster than the Alpine, so it's actually less bold prediction. But yeah, I'm, I'm on the hype train. Uh, K-Mag 2022 world champion incoming. <laughs> there you go. Joe being more conservative than Jimmy. <laughs> um, uh, who'd have thought it? Uh, my bold prediction is that there will be a Lewis Hamilton on the podium again. There'll be a Lewis Hamilton. Which one of them? Uh, the the Sir. Yeah. Right. You know the one that drives for Mercedes. Well, look, look, you're the one that called into question that it could have been a different one. 
I, li- I like that element of doubt being there. It's, it's intriguing. People might tune in and think, oh, which Lewis Hamilton are we going to get? Uh, you're just covering your bases. You were like, oh, it's a bold prediction. Got to increase my chances by just saying any Lewis Hamilton could do it. Exactly. <laughs> What if Nico Hulkenberg's not there as super sub, but there's some other guy called Lewis Hamilton, as it happens, to step in? Yeah. Um, yes. Oh, can I give another honourable mention to a moment of the weekend, which is a mixture of two awards um, for the Bahrain Grand Prix, which I loved to see. I don't know if you've gone... Um, well, I don't know if you noticed it, but during the driver's parade, Lewis Hamilton just walked to the back of the bus and jumped off the end. I did see at that, At the beginning yeah. of the pit straight, rather than waiting for the bus to go down to the end, because then he'd have to walk back up the pit lane. So, Lewis Hamilton, get it away with whatever he wants, because it's his sport, and everyone else's living and competing. It's a great move, that was. He could have got injured doing that, though. I was scared. He could have done. I, I was worried. Now I watched it live. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> because it looked slower than it was. And you, he almost had a bit of a trip, but um, he, doesn't he knows trip. what he's doing. He well, Mark, Mark Webber did, uh, did, did the best part of a season with a broken leg, didn't he? And that was, that was one of the best uh, periods of his career. So who knows? Maybe that's the, uh, maybe that's the key. Says a lot about his career, really, doesn't it? But anyway, let's not get that. There's nothing joking. wrong with I'm Mark joking. Webber's career. I thought that was quite a good... Most people would dream of having Mark Webber's F1 career. Yeah, indeed. Uh, What's wrong with Mark Webber? I, Mark Webber. I just had it. I thought, thought an opportunity of a cheap shot and I took it. So forgive me. You love a I cheap do, shot. Especially with Christine Horner and Red Bull. <laughs> Your cheap shot has been doing the rounds on, on TikTok. Christine <laughs> Horner being a pound shot. It has, yeah. <laughs> um, I wonder if the listeners agree with me. Pound shot Tom Cruise. <laughs> Let Adam know. It was clearly, uh, I was clearly making more sense. No, 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 no. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go to TikTok, search for AJ on the line, and you will see that and many other videos of me running along thinking I'm a Formula One car. Um, Either do that or delete the app, whichever one you prefer. Yeah, if you want to, yeah, I won't say that. I'm going to say something politically correct there and I'll stop myself. Well, I think that might be a good time to end before Jimmy says something he regrets. I want to say thank you so much if you have listened to this. Um, Well, presumably you are if you got this far. Um, Thank you to Joe and Jimmy. Um, I I really appreciate all of you getting involved, whatever you do. I love it when you come and tell me that you're listening to this and listening to us talking about the sport that we love. It's so good to have it back. And I look forward to talking to you all about it a little bit more. Um, With all the exciting twists and turns that are coming up this year, it's going to be so exciting. So thank you for that. Don't forget to show us some love in any way you can. Uh, Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or do whatever you do on other podcasts. What I can say is that you can follow me on Instagram. It's Adam jw44 twitter aj underscore on the underscore line easy for me to say and as i said follow us on tiktok at aj on the line uh once again thank you jimmy and joe do you have anything to add don't think so enjoy the saudi grand prix enjoy the saudi grand prix and we will speak to you after that have a great week see you then